today it's a different place all the same with a new face with strange mysteries hanging in the air people in their sane minds swear they see you today are you looking for the love they took away Spectacular greetings to you ghouls. Those tunes, as always, are courtesy of the lovely Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers Podcast part of your day. In 1883, there were two families living together in a cottage near Eagle Creek in Arizona. The native general Geronimo had just come through the area with his warriors, and in their wake, they left destruction, blood, death, and broken homes. The two mothers of the families were left with the children as the men of the cottage ventured off to see how many of their sheep had been slaughtered or driven off during the latest raid. It was a scary time, not knowing if Geronimo or his warriors would be back. The ladies were on edge, and understandably so, and they were quite on the paranoid side. The woman, she walks to the kitchen and sees they are out of water. (sighs) She sighs. She says attend on going outside as she knows threats are lingering close by. I'll be back. I'm going to fetch some water from the well. She hollers at her friend. As she walks down the path leading to the nearby well, her dogs suddenly start to bark. And I'm not talking about her feet. Already on edge, she jumps and gasps. (gasps) Stopped in her tracks. She's breathing. (sighs) She clasps her hand over her mouth and is frantically looking around. What? are those rascals barking at. Sometimes they bark at nothing, like every dog. But this does nothing to make her feel better. She's already on edge. And suddenly, a sound, followed by a blood-curdling scream. The trip to the well would be her last, as the woman never returns. The sounds of the desperate cries, the screams and the moans caused an uproar in the house, and the remaining woman and the children are absolutely terrified, and the dogs continue barking into the night. The woman goes to the window and looks out, hoping to catch a glimpse of her friend, but no such luck. What she sees instead is what nightmares are made out of. She describes it as something red and enormous being ridden by the devil himself galloping away. Not knowing the fate of her friend and with seeing that red demon-like creature outside, there's no way in hell she's going out there. Her and the children remain holed up in the house, barricading the door until the men get back later that night. And it seems like an eternity. I'm sure every passing minute is just like, okay, come on, 
get back here. So finally, the men do arrive. They're told that, hey, so-and-so is gone. We heard screams. She's nowhere to be seen. And a search is conducted during the night. And they make a grisly discovery. The woman was nearly recognizable. Her body was beaten, bloodied, broken, and battered. It looks like she was in the battle of her life with a beast. Surrounding her body were these rather large and mysterious footprints. They were very much larger than a horse. They had never seen prints like this before. In the bush nearby was this thick reddish hair. It's apparent that this woman was brutally murdered. The surviving woman was adamant that after hearing her friend scream, she saw this mysterious demon-like creature riding on this mysterious beast. The death was officially classified as death in some manner unknown. The coroner who held an inquest was highly suspicious of the story of the so-called beast with the ominous rider. Nonsense. He was sure the woman was murdered. None other than by another fellow human being. Yes, the condition of her body was questionable. The hoof prints, that's strange too. But a demon? Riding an unknown creature? <laughs> Come on. Absolutely ludicrous. This unknown creature would become known as... The Red Ghost of Arizona. This would not be the only encounter with this terrifying ghost rider. After this deadly encounter, many people in the area started seeing this red creature with glowing eyes and cloven feet, prowling, searching. Another encounter had to do with a miner. He had witnessed this creature kill and devour a large grizzly bear, and then it vanished into thin air. He was riding on what looked like an oversized horse. It also started killing people's horses. This was in the 1800s. The horses were the people's main transportation. And yet another incident took place near Phoenix. A cowboy came across the red ghost and managed to toss a loop around its thick and massive neck. This was a bad move. This deeply angered the ghostly rider. And it started to charge the cowboy and his horse before disappearing with the cloud of dust that it created. The cowboy noticed what looked like a skeleton on the back of the beast. Like, what the hell? So one night, a group of miners were accosted in their tent by something large. When one of the miners dared to look outside the tent... They saw what can only be described as an impossibly large horse, tall horse. Once it was detected, it made an unearthly well and ran off into the darkness of the night. During this encounter, the red ghost rider destroyed the tent. And like in the first incident, the site was surrounded by mysterious large prints. The men say it was twice the size of a horse's hoof prints, at least, and the tall tail red hairs were left behind too. What is this red ghost of Arizona? Where did it come from? Why the sudden attacks? What's it after? Who will be the next victim? One woman has already died and several have been attacked. One incident occurred with 
one of the town's wealthy and well-respected and loved local ranchers, Cyrus Hamblin. He was out in the Salt River area rounding up his cattle. And it was during this time something caught his eye in a nearby ravine. He surveyed the area and spotted a gigantic reddish creature moving through the dense area. Eventually, the beast finally made its way into the open, and he realized what he was looking at. It resembled a camel. The man was intrigued and wanted to get a better look. A camel wandering around in Arizona? Well, you don't see that every single day. As he got closer, he noticed that there was something on the back of the camel. It looked to be the body of a man. You definitely don't see that every day, regardless where you are. Sightings of the Red Ghost continued, and a few weeks after Hamlin's encounter, a group of prospectors were in the Verde River area when they came upon the creature. They were armed and start shooting. The bullets did nothing, though. All it did was cause the mysterious beast to run away. But in the process of doing so, the miners noticed that something had fallen off the beast. When the men came over to investigate, they were shocked at what lied before them. They described it as a human skull with a few shreds of flesh and hair still clinging to it. Who was this man? Some believe him to be a victim of the Red Ghost, while others think he was a camel rider and died due to the harsh Arizona heat elements and what have you. Another possibility, in 1857, the United States created what's known as Camel Corps. 75 camels were brought over to the United States from the Middle East. The animals would help the army operate in the harsh landscapes of the American Southwest. Camels were perfect because the creature easily adapts to new climates and they can carry heavier weights than any donkey, horse, or mule. Camel Corps would ultimately fail as the camel was, unlike the horse, they were too unruly for training and they were known to kick and bite and spit. A very neat creature, for sure. I actually rode on one when I was a little kid at, a, at the zoo, but they're rather foul-tempered. These creatures were often mistreated, and while fighting back from their owners, would end up trampling them to death. The camels were too much, and even though I believe the project was over like $30,000 just to get the camels, they were left abandoned, lost, and forgotten in the Arizona desert. While many probably died, some survived, and even into the early 1900s, people were still seeing these camels wandering about, roaming the frontier. So that may be the mystery behind the creature, right? And that explains why it's so much bigger than the horse and its prints being so much bigger. And yeah, some of them have like a reddish hair to them. But what about the ghost rider himself? Who is he? What about that body that was seen by the local rancher riding on the camel? Upon inspection of the body, he was strapped to the creature. Strips of rawhide fastened the man to the creature. Whether this was done when he was alive or after death, it was very intentional, obviously. Someone went to great lengths to 
make sure this body stayed on top of that animal. The reason why? Who the hell knows? No one knows. What's really bizarre is that even after the identity, the camel, and the unidentified dead man was known, people continued to see the Red Ghost Rider. Attacks on miners went on. One took place once again off the shores of the Verde River. Prospectors awoke in the middle of the night to the sounds of an earth-shattering, piercing scream. What they saw was no camel. They claimed it to be a red-haired, monstrous beast. It was about 30 feet long. It bore massive black wings. They saw it scoop down from the dark sky, crashing to the earth's hard surface below. This thunderous crash toppled over wagons, frightened men running for their lives. When the men returned to camp, they were shocked to see an absolute disaster. Red clumps of hair here, red clumps of hair there, it was everywhere. Big prints in the ground and their possessions strewn about. This was no camel's prints, they were gigantic. The last documented sighting of the Red Ghost of Arizona was in 1895. An article in the Mojave County Miner reads this, quote, Another ghost is laid, another the tribe of gaunt hobgoblins that keep the romance of the mysterious southern deserts is gone, another of the unearthly dangers that the timid Mexican women used to pray against has departed. Mizu Hastings of Orr was the priest that exercised this phantom. Mizu has a ranch a little above the gold camp on the San Francisco River. He woke up one morning and saw through the window of his cabin a big red camel banqueting in his turnip patch. Mizu took a dead rest on the window sill and blazed away. He got the camel. When he went out to examine the beast, he found that he was all scarred up and evidently had quite a hard time. He was covered with a perfect network of knotted rawhide strips. They had been on him for so long that some of the strands of rawhide had cut their way deep into the flesh. So undocumented sightings would appear once in a while. Was the camel really an abandoned creature from the Camel Corps, just roaming the Arizona desert for decades? If so, that part of the mystery would be solved, but... Again, I must ask, who was strapped down to that camel, and how long was this body on him for? Obviously, if it was just kind of skeletal remains for quite a long time. And being the animal lover, you got to think that poor camel, you know, they said that rawhide knots were so into his flesh, that must have been very, very painful. But, you know, that doesn't explain how some of the witnesses said that the red ghost of Arizona vanished right before their eyes. And what about the brutal attacks on the miners and the grisly death of the woman? Yes, they can be very aggressive but and have trampled people to death. But I, I think there's more to the story. And then also the account where the several miners saw this 30-foot creature with huge black wings. Well, that wasn't in the other reports. But again, when more than one person sees it, that's what I like when there's a group of people that see this, not just the one person. And it, it was a documented case where several of the carriages were thrown about. So I don't know. 
Does the red ghost of Arizona still wander to this day? Who knows? Maybe. Next time I drive through there, I'll keep an eye out. Did you enjoy this week's episode? I will definitely take that as a yes. Haven't heard every single episode yet? Don't cry, my friends. You can binge listen right now by going to any of the podcast platforms such as Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic, Spotify, Deezer, wherever you may roam to hear your other phantasmic podcasts. You'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background somewhere, my pretties. Have a spooky subject that you'd like an episode to be about? Throw me an email and I'll see what I can do at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. This week's special city shoutouts go to Nottingham, England, Winter Springs, Florida, Indoor, India, Annandale, Virginia, and Hingham, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. As always, it's so appreciated. It means the world to me. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and come back and listen to next week's newest episode released Mondays. See you next week. <laughs>